Hey, it's Civ Podcast. We're back uh, because the NFL draft is next Thursday, and we wanted to give you a little bit of a preview. So we went over some of the offseason moves and then went a little bit into the mock draft in the second half. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. And also, a random fact at the beginning. Welcome to the Sift Podcast, Save It For The Football Podcast. Uh, we're back. We're back, and it's the uh, it's the mock draft, the NFL mock draft, 2021, and some off-season talk. But as always, the first thing I'm going to do is introduce the mayor. Mayor, how are you? Uh, I am doing pretty good, Professor. I am the mayor. You can follow me at 49Gators and Twitter. Uh, look me up on Facebook if you know who I am. We're always down for some good football talk, and... Um, I'm ready to talk a little bit of draft, and I'm going to throw some Sith surprises your way already. Yeah, we're, we're, I'll be ready for those. Uh, uh, but before we do anything, um, I like to throw out a random fact. And you may have heard about this one. Um, so where we live, uh, especially where you live, the, uh, the mosquitoes can be pretty bad. There's a certain type of music that uh, drives mosquitoes away do you know what kind of music drives mosquitoes away? Well, I'm going to go out on a hunt here and say um, heavy metal. That's a good guess, and that might work. But uh, I guess according to some research that has been done, it is actually dance music or house music, or sometimes people call it party music. It is uh, the electronic music. Uh, something about the rhythms and uh, the highs and lows, the frequencies uh, going up and down. Um, that's what seems to drive the mosquitoes away. Now, I have not tested this, and I really don't want to. Um, I don't want to listen to the music mostly, uh, but I also uh, I have a feeling it would work maybe, but only minimally. So I still have to deal with the mosquitoes. What do you think about that? You know, I think that's kind of crazy, believe it or not. uh, um, That is fascinating. Maybe they don't have many mosquitoes at the Super Bowl, and that's pretty good for the onstage performers because sometimes that Florida weather can be quite sticky. Yeah, we're getting getting into those months when we will have nothing but mosquito weather uh, for a couple, yeah, uh, 40, 50, 60, 70 days, uh, nothing but mosquito weather. I'm um, not looking really forward to that part of uh, summer, but other parts of summer are nice. Um, all right, so anything you want to get off your chest? We've not talked uh, on the app for uh, a while, so the podcast has been um, off for about 10 weeks. So anything you, uh, anything you want to catch us up to speed about? So, you know, i am been a lot of different off-season moves, but of course as a 49er fan, I'm – I was quite intrigued to hear that they're moving up to the third spot in the draft. They gave up a, they gave up a couple draft picks, which, you know, I, I want to debate with you a little bit later on about, you know, how you feel about giving up a bunch of first round picks. If you're going to be supposedly probably drafting later rounds, that's a great debate. Maybe we can get into right now even. Well, you know, I have and, a lot. 
I have a lot to say about that, the Niners in particular. I wanted to save that for when we get into the mock draft, which I, I think is going to be our second segment. Uh, I did want to talk about the offseason moves first, kind of go team by team. Um, but we will definitely get into the Niners. I have a lot of thoughts, and I really want to hear what you have to say about that because you are the Niners insider. Um, w- the Niners whisperer, I don't know. Uh, all right, so my first, uh, my first headline here from the offseason moves is uh, Andy Dalton is uh, a $10 million man. He has gone to Chicago as the starting quarterback. The Chicago Bears Twitter account uh, tweeted out uh, QB1 with a picture of Andy Dalton in a Bears uniform. Uh, what do you think uh, the Bears' chances of winning the Super Bowl are now that they have QB1 Andy Dalton? I, I think Andy Dalton is a good veteran in the league. He's going to get you, uh, you know, the, I, I don't want to say mediocre performance. He's a, I guess, more of a game manager, as people would quote him. I don't know. He's a professional quarterback, but you know, he's not going to go out and win 15 or 14 games for you, but he is going to keep you in some, and Chicago is going to kind of build around that and, you know, I, I don't think they're really Super Bowl bound with Andy Dalton, though. He's the he's known as the Red Rifle, um, uh, yeah. And so, but more maybe closer to a BB gun at this point. I think Chicago shoots their eye out. I don't think Chicago is on the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're um, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot for sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, my next big headline, uh, and I'm going to go, literally, I'm going to go through all the teams. Some of them will be very quick, but uh, uh, Sam Darnold goes to Carolina. Do you think this is uh, an upgrade from Bridgewater uh, or uh, I guess it's an upgrade, but is it enough of an upgrade to, to make that move? You know, I think this move was all Matt Rule. You know, he just, he, he went out and found a quarterback that he could possibly work with over the next few seasons and. I think this is more on him than anybody else. So I think if, you know, those two get, get a couple seasons together, they, you know, Sam Darnold is still very young. So he's, you know, always been in a terrible situation in the New York Jets. So, you know, maybe a change of scenery will be just what he needs. I mean, Alex Smith kind of revived his career once or twice. So maybe uh, that type of move will do good for Sam Darnold. That totally makes sense. Now, we're going to get to, into this a little bit later with the draft, but um, do you think that Carolina has been, ta- been saying that they are actually uh, not out of, uh, you know, the, the idea of taking a quarterback this year, despite the fact that they just traded for Sam Darnold? Uh, do you think that that's for real, or do you think they're just trying to uh, play the game? You know, the water boy also told me they were looking at a kicker in the fifth round, so I mean yeah. – so, you know, anything, anything anybody says, I just, there, there's no reason to, there, there's no reason to tell anybody what your intentions are. Yeah. And there's a reason to lie too. That's a, that's absolutely correct. Um, all right. So my next headline, Carol, Car- uh, sorry, Carson Wentz uh, is now the Colts uh, quarterback, presumably the starter there. It, again, same kind of question. Is that uh, enough of an upgrade over Phillip Rivers that, um, that uh, the Colts are going to be significantly better. No, I, I don't think this really improves their team. And I think he's, you know, he's decent. He's a first, you know, definitely a starting quarterback 
quality, but I just don't see this being the big upgrade for anyone. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of uh, too bad. I think the Colts are really just, um, you know, um, uh, uh, above average uh, quarterback away from being a contender. Uh, I mean, maybe they're not the Chiefs, but um, they certainly could get themselves to the AFC Championship game if they had uh, a good to great quarterback they'd be right there but uh yeah i don't know i will see maybe it's it's another one of those change of scenery situations i don't trust carson wentz i'm with you on that uh next headline matt stafford is now in la are the rams uh now more legitimate contenders without uh, jared goff and uh, whoever else they had to start last year you know, I think this could be a situation where Sean McVay is going to put together the right offense for Matt Stafford, and you know they might be able to catch some lightning in a bottle, and and you get into the playoffs or get a, get on a run in a set amount of games. You know, you can you know put something together, and they may have a chance. Now, Matt Stafford's been accused of uh, you know a lot of sort of uh, garbage time uh, stats. Uh, people call him. Pat Statford, which I think is a pretty good pun. Um, and he's not really taken the, the Lions anywhere, but of course the Lions haven't really gone anywhere in the modern era. So um, I, I mean, I, I think he's young enough. He's still, you know, healthy. He's uh, d- definitely got potential. Uh, I think the Rams are going to be better than they were with Jared Goff. So I think that they're closer to contenders than they were last year. So that's, um, that's always uh, what you're striving for. I think moving on to the Cowboys. So the Cowboys went ahead and signed Dak Prescott to four years, $160 million. Um, I think that's the right move. I think that's the right move. Um, Dan Quinn is now their uh, defensive coordinator. I know he did well with Seattle, but he did not do well when he had his own team uh, as a defense, as a coach, I should say, and then his defense was bad. Um, so what do you think about the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Dan Quinn, all that stuff? You know, I, I, the Cowboys are going to continue to struggle because they, you know, they're a, mis, a misfit organization that just continue, continuously tends to stab each other in the back. And all it does is kind of ruin the locker room, and they've been the consistency of eight and eight for the past twenty-five years. And I, I think until Jerry Jones finally has enough of not having any operations whatsoever, maybe will there will be a change? Yeah, he had a, a good run early on, Jerry Jones, and uh, I guess he thought it was working, and um, he's. Uh, not been very successful the last 20 to 25 years. So, um, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, I guess, I mean, the Dak Prescott signing, I think it makes sense. Assuming he's fully healthy, I mean, that's the way to go. Uh, Dan Quinn, I'm a little confused about that coming off of his uh, Falcons performance. I know he took him to the Super Bowl, but uh, he just went downhill from there. I, I don't know about that. Anyway, Let's get on to the next team, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. They made some moves, although they got some guys that are out of their prime. J.J. Watt on the defensive side, and they got they actually picked up A.J. Green. Um, definitely past his prime. I don't know if he can stay on the field. 
but it seems like a lot of good receivers there um, in Arizona. What do you think about the Cardinals? You know, something tells me that the Cardinals interviewed Bill O'Brien and they picked his brain like they were interviewing him for a job and they went through the entire Texans roster and whoever they said, whoever he thought was just awful and shouldn't be on the team are the people that they ended up picking up for themselves from the Houston Texans. And I'm thoroughly convinced that, you know, the Cardinals – you know, are smart and they're, they're listening to these players coming from the Texans and they're, you know, J.J. Watt is going to be, you know, effective if he's used, you know, he, he's got to be, come to the realization he's not who he was, but he can still be a key role in that defense. And I think the Cardinals are only going to get better offensively and that NFC West is shaping up to be a monster of a division. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about them, the, 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 the NFC West, sorry. Um, AJ Green, I mean, if you can get him out there, I don't know, like, uh, in around the goal line and now people have to think about him. Um, that's, I feel like his role, um, maybe going forward for the rest of his career. Um, probably not taking a ton of snaps playing on a lot of downs, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. So let's talk about the Falcons. The Falcons did nothing. Uh, they did sign Mike Davis, uh, running back from the Panthers. Uh, other than that, I, I don't see any actual moves that they really made um, to improve their team. Uh, I know they have a new coach. The Titans' offensive coordinator is now their coach. Um, so that's going to make a difference. And obviously, they, they have the number four draft pick. So maybe they're going to do something with that. But uh, what do you think about the Falcons doing nothing? You know, that's um, – it, it is it is a little shocking. You know, it's like they're building up for the number four pick. You know, with doing nothing, I don't think they're, they're contenders this year. So, I think they're going to be – you know, we're going to do a little bit of surprise segment here where, you know, I think they're going to be sellers possibly at that number four pick. I'm right there with you, actually. So, that's going to be interesting. Um the next team, the Ravens, they also did nothing. Now, the Ravens have a pretty solid team. Um, you know, I don't know that they had to make a lot of improvements. Uh, they've got to figure out the offense and Lamar Jackson um, and make sure that that's something that can work, uh, you know, the mix of run and pass and stuff like that. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of uh, scheming. And so I, they did nothing uh, as far as I can tell in terms of off-season moves. Uh, what do you think about the Ravens doing nothing? You know, I, I think this is going to be – this is going to be the year Lamar Jackson has to pretty much, you know, get it done. I, I don't know what his contract situation is for years ending and when they can cut him against the cap. But, you know, if he can't get it done, they're going to definitely start shopping around for new quarterbacks. And whether his contract ends this year, next year, three years from now, he's – He'll be a marked man. Um, they they just continue to struggle on all sides of the offense, and it's just you know I think they need so much help that it you know it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough go for them, especially them doing nothing. All right, so uh, here's a team that did a little bit: the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, they um, made it to the uh, NFC Championship game, so maybe they didn't or AFC Championship game, so maybe they didn't feel like they needed to do much. They cut John Brown, who was injured all year. They signed Emmanuel Sanders, who's a little past his prime. 
but I think could take uh, take over a little bit of the role there uh, that John Brown had. And then they signed back up uh, Mitchell Trubisky. So that's the Bills' uh, offseason moves. What do you think about the Bills? You know, I think they're going to keep their, their foot on the throttle and a lot of, you know, a lot of the same of last season, you know, get, you know, get these players back and, you know, they retain good, good amount of their team. So I think they're going to, you know, try to make their way back to make back to the AFC championship. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, you don't mess with what the success you're having. Uh, they didn't really need to make moves. I don't think, I think they just have to build more confidence in Josh Allen and, and get the, uh, you know, everybody's, uh, fighting for that, that that second spot next to the Chiefs. So, uh, okay, so two teams from Ohio, the Bengals and the Browns, as far as I can tell, they did nothing. Uh, obviously, the Bengals, a number five pick, they're probably going to do something with that. Um, but uh, the Browns, uh, it seems like they should have done something. But, you know, they had a successful year last year. I didn't see anything significant that they did. Of course, all teams – cut some people and sign some people, but I didn't see anything significant. So what do you think about the Bengals and Browns? Um, Bengals are definitely looking to build on, you know, build up for Joe Burrow from last season, you know, get him back from injury. You know, he, you know, they're just going to torture the guy if they don't get him some help. Um, so I, I think there's not going to be a big surprise in who they're probably taking in the draft. Um, I agree. I, I don't see him trading back. I see them you know, showing their commitment to Burrow, whether that player works out or not. That's, you know, that's remained to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. And the Browns, they're, you know, they're the consistency of, you know, ineptitude. You know, you just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's just, you know, crazy. So, you know, good luck to the Browns. Yeah, it's weird they didn't make any moves um, because I think they could have built on – you know what they did last year. They did make it in the playoffs. They did give the Chiefs a run for their money in that game, um, but they didn't do anything uh, in the off season. And I, I don't, I don't think they're going to have uh, much to say in the draft either. Uh, all right, let's move on. The Lions were busy. Uh, they signed Goff. Uh, they signed Tyra Williams. They signed Brashad Perryman. Uh, they of course lost. Uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Uh, so they basically kind of just swapped out some lesser receivers for better receivers. Um, so they've, they've downgraded at receiver. I think they've downgraded at quarterback. Um, I don't think they're going in the right direction, but I think they know this is rebuilding time. Do you agree with me? Yeah. I, Jared Goff is really, you know, if they didn't have Jared Goff, they they would have to go with someone that's probably you know not even as good as Jared Goff, and so you know it's they were almost handcuffed to take them, and you know and it's you know they're they're going to do the best they can with them, but they're I see them looking for for the future, you know, as soon as they can. Yeah, and they do have the number seven pick this year, uh, and we'll talk about that in the second segment. Um, the Packers, uh, they re-signed Aaron Jones, which is kind of a big deal. Um, but I don't know that it was unexpected, but that's what they did. Um, and the question is, will they make the same mistake this year of not getting Aaron Rodgers' help 
will they take a wide receiver or will they take a defensive tackle and uh, further push Aaron Rodgers to become the next Jeopardy host? Um, what is what the Packers general manager is going to do on draft day? <laughs> he wants to be the, the Aaron Rodgers wants to be the full-time host of Jeopardy and he thinks he can do it in the off season. So, uh, and, and make 12 million a year doing it. I mean, sign me up. I'll be the host of Jeopardy. Yeah. He claims it's only like 56 days of work and he can do it in the off season. I don't know if that's true, but, uh, Anyway, I don't know if that's a part of his negotiation with the Packers where he's putting that out there. I don't know. Um, but do you think, honestly, do you think they're going to go receiver to make him happy or, or take whatever he thinks? I mean, are they going to take advice from him or do you think they're just going to go their own way? You know, so I'm, I'm going for a um, – yeah, that's the sound of a SIF surprise. Whoa. So – so what my theory is this, and I'm going to go hard on this theory that any quarterback that pretty much takes that big salary anymore, pretty much dooms his team's chances of winning a Super Bowl just because of the, the way the contracts fall and how they can gain, gain other players to the team. That's why these teams go so big when, when they get these rookie quarterbacks on veterans and Aaron Rodgers sucking up 40 or $45 million a year is it's just not doable for the Packers. And I see them, you know, probably moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And that means he goes, beats the Jeopardy host and maybe plays for the Los Angeles Rams in two years. You know, that's a different story. Yeah, I so you but uh let me throw out a, an even crazier idea. What if they're ready to move on right now and they put him up uh for a high draft pick and some ever uh players and draft picks uh coming up right here in a week. What if they uh what if they put him up there for, you know, to get them, get themselves up uh at the top. Now I know they don't need a quarterback. They got Jordan Love. But maybe they want something high in the draft. I don't know. I, you think that's possible? Um, from what I understand, if they were to get – if he wasn't to be on their team, it would be $40 million in cap space to the Packers. So a move like that likely wouldn't happen under that scenario. But if, if that money – situation i could definitely see that being a, a possibility so what you're saying is if it wasn't for the dead cap space that they'd be giving up um they would possibly consider something like that absolutely all right i i think i agree i think the packers and aaron Rodgers are probably done after this year but i guess we'll see um look the jags made some moves they got marvin jones which i think is a, a positive he's a veteran uh, he could really shore up that wide receiving core, and they got Shaq Griffin from the 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 uh, the Seahawks. So uh, he's a very good defensive player, and they already had a pretty good defensive team. Um, I think that that's that's some good moves from the Jags, who are not going to be contenders this year, but have the first pick and are going to get um, are probably going to get um, Mac Jones. No. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence, but uh, so they'll have a good quarterback and they will, they have a pretty good solid, uh, you know, some weapons on offense and a pretty solid defense. So 
What do you think about the Jags? Um, I think they're an up-and-coming team, and, you know, if whoever they pick at the number one overall draft pick um, comes out, comes out all, you know, all balls flaming, you know, they, they may have a good chance of, um, of moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the Chiefs obviously probably didn't feel the need to make too much of a, a move, uh, too many moves in the offseason, but they did cut their starting tackles, not the guys that started in the Super Bowl, but the guys who started most of the year. So they're going to look, they're going to be looking for some offensive tackles um, to replace that line. And um, so what do you think about the Chiefs? Um, did, is this the right move to, to, to cut the, the starting tackles from the, the season and look for the next set of tackles? And, and do you think they need to do anything else? You know, that's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to be really finagled salary cap around Patrick Mahomes and and all the other players they've locked up. Travis Kelsey, you know, they, they've locked him up for a little while now. And they want to try to sustain that team and they – they probably feel that they can, you know, win without those tackles as long as they have a, a somewhat decent decent player in that position. The skilled players will still be able to get it done. Yeah, I suspect they're going to take a bunch of guys in the draft, uh, three, maybe four, you know, offensive line guys, and, um, you know, try to make – try to build it that way. and, and That makes sense. Uh, maybe they'll make um, a move – before the season starts to get uh, get a veteran on the line too. I don't know. Um, all right. So the Raiders, as far as I can tell, the, the only move they made that was significant of, of, of any significance was they signed Kenyon Drake, who's just going to be um, a change of pace or maybe just a backup uh, running back um, in, in Las Vegas. So uh, what do you think about the Las Vegas Raiders doing basically nothing uh, in the off season? You know, Mike Mayock or John Gordon, who's ever in charge in that situation, it's, you know, it's year four now, I believe, for them. I think it's so, three. I think it's okay. Two years, two years in um, Oakland and one year in Las Vegas, I thought it was. No, you might be right. You might be right. So either way, year three or four, this is, you know, they're going to have to start putting something together. I mean, why they signed John Gruden to a 10-year contract is beyond me because, you know, secretly I think this is his way of getting back at Mark Davis. He hijacked his team for $100 million over 10 years and and probably set him back another 20 if they don't win a Super Bowl. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's not great. Um, the team uh, looked good at times. It's not like they, they – it's not like they were the worst team in the league. Uh, they did beat the Chiefs. Um but they didn't really make any moves. And, um, you know, they don't have a high pick in the draft. Uh, they have the 17th pick overall. Um, so they're probably not going to make a, a lot up, you know, in the draft. They're not going to all of a sudden become a contender because of that. So, um, yeah, it's not great. But uh, we talked about this at the beginning of the year last year, in the preseason of last year, um, that, that John Gruden – probably has a plan i don't know if it's as nefarious as what you're saying to, to get back at mark davis but it's possible um and he definitely has a plan so we'll see what happens with that um i don't like that they didn't make the moves you know but you know they are they are doing what the plan uh is telling them to do 
the Chargers, as far as I can tell, the only significant move that the Los Angeles Chargers made was to sign uh, tight end Jared Cook from the Saints. Not a bad, not a bad signing, but um, I feel like they have a wealth of uh, receiving talent, and they maybe needed some other, some other. Uh, I don't know. I think they needed some other uh, holes filled. I don't know. What, what do you think? <clears throat> Excuse me. They, um, I think this this is all going to be about the year of Justin Herbert. You know, do whatever you can to get him better, get his, you know, get him even better and acquainted to an offense and see how fast this guy can grow. And hopefully, you know, you can catch again lightning in a bottle while he's still cheap and, you know, load up on that veteran talent and just surround him as much as you can with it and see what happens. Yeah, and I I think that in the draft they're going to be targeting offensive linemen um, early, so I you know they need to protect him. Um, and like I said, I think they have some talent, um, and I I just so I don't I'm not sure they needed Jared Cook, but I guess they probably got him for pretty cheap. I didn't even look at what they signed him for. All right, let's move on to um, the next team is the Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't do much. They did sign uh, did sign Will Fuller, who is a talented wide receiver when he's healthy. But that's been a big uh, win <laughs> lately. Uh, so, what do you think about the Dolphins in the off season? You know, the, they they won the off season so far in the trades trades they made in the draft. You know, they gained uh, what a first round, a second round draft pick from the 49ers. And then they gave up one of those first-round draft picks to move back up to gain the second-round pick. They they wheeled and dealed their way into the sixth the sixth slot, and I think they're not done yet. I think they may have they may be big movers on draft day, and you know they're the core of their team is set now. They need to just find a couple more small pieces, and I, I think the Dolphins could be a sneaky team. I believe they still have. <coughs> Two first round picks. Am I wrong about that? No, they do have two first round picks. So yeah, yeah they, they can they can do got, anything they want on draft night. They've got the number six and the number eighteen, according to my records. So yeah, they can get uh, somebody a skill position, maybe wide receiver, something like that, at the six pick, and uh, offensive lineman maybe with the later first round pick, and then yeah, they've got uh, multiple draft picks after that that they've. Stashed away. So I think they, yeah, absolutely. That's got to be part of the calculation. They didn't do much in free agency, but Will Fuller, if he's healthy, will, will, will be a big part of that offense. So um, let's move yeah. on. The Vikings, uh, they signed Patrick Peterson, no longer in his prime, but um, still young enough to make uh, a difference. I think uh, the Vikings uh, will be uh, better for signing Patrick Peterson, but they didn't do anything else. What do you think about the Vikings? They're, um, you, you know, they're, they're going to have to significantly, I think, improve that roster a little more. Maybe they can draft some people that will help that team out. But, the, you know, until they can, you know, get on the level of where the Green Bay Packers are there, I, I think they need to get a little better all the way around the roster. And I, I think until they do that, they're going to be, right where they're at yeah they got the number 14 pick i feel like their offense is kind of it is what it is um 
you know, I think Kirk Cousins is going to give them three, four good offensive games a year. And the rest of the time, it's going to be very mediocre to bad. And um, that's just who they are. You're right. They, they don't have the roster to compete with the Packers right now. So um, until they do that, it's not really relevant. Um, all right. Patriots. Resigned Cam Newton. Uh, they signed a couple of tight ends. John U. Smith from the Titans. Hunter Henry from the Chargers. Uh, that And they made a lot of other moves. Uh, and obviously, they were handicapped a little last year by um, uh, some players opting out and some injuries and some COVID stuff. Um, what do you think about the New England Patriots? I, I really see um, the Patriots, you know, making a big, big moves in the draft. I think they're going to, you know, I think in the first round, they're, they're going to go a quarterback if they can. They've got their eye on one or two quarterbacks. I don't think they have a lot of draft capital to really move up. So, And I don't know if Belichick sees it as worth it, but I, I see them picking up a quarterback and Bill Belichick setting up, trying to set the Patriots up for the long term again. You know what's funny? I'm surprised you say that because I have the exact same analysis. When we get to the mock draft, we'll see uh, if we have the same uh, kinds of moves going on. Um but, yeah, so I think, you know, obviously they got Cam. He's cheap. Um, they can draft a quarterback and see what happens this year, and I think that's probably what they're going to do, although uh, Bill Belichick's never been that good <coughs> to uh, jump up in the draft. So we'll see if that's a, a break from tradition. All right, the next team is the Saints, and I promise we only have about 10 teams left. <laughs> uh, the next team is the Saints. They re-signed uh, Jameis Winston. They have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Do you think they're just going to play them both like they kind of did this year a little bit? Uh, throw Jameis Winston in there when they need a deep pass or something? I, I mean, What do you think they're going to do? Yeah, I think this is going to be a, an offense that no one's really put their eyes on before. They're going to work out different things. Um, you know, Taysom Hill isn't really – your type of passing quarterback that you really want throwing the ball down the field, like you said. And Jameis Winston just typically makes bad decisions, but maybe a little bit of it was tied to his LASIK surgery. Um, I don't see Taysom Hill being the name starter, but I do see um, Jameis Winston possibly earning that spot. It would be very interesting. I I kind of – my – Gut feeling is that they're going to do a lot of hybrid stuff. Like Taysom Hill is going to play a lot more quarterback than maybe he should. Um, and that offense is going to be weird again. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think the idea is that Jameis Winston is, you know, unless he has a terrible uh, training camp or preseason or early season, he's going to be their, their starter this year. All right, let's move on from the Saints. Uh, we have uh, the Giants. Um, they did sign Galladay. They signed Kyle Rudolph, uh, tight end from the Vikings. They signed Evan Ingram, tight end from the Giants. Uh, sorry, Evan Ingram, no. Uh, they didn't – he was a Giant. Um, he left. So they have Galladay and they have Rudolph uh, as additions. Obviously, Saquon Barkley is back. Uh, presumably healthy. Uh, what do you think about the Giants adding Galladay and Rudolph, but losing Evan Ingram? 
um, you know, the Giants are just – I feel like they're another one of those teams that are just – they don't have the roster to, um, to get where they need to be. And I, I think their GM is going to be in the hot seat this year if he can't come up with something because he he's going to have to put something together quick with Daniel Jones to salvage his job. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they – I mean, that anybody can win that division. So – um, I don't I don't count them out of the playoffs, but yeah, I don't think they have the roster to, to make it far. Um, I'm going to go quickly. The Jets signed Corey Davis. They obviously have the second pick in the draft, and they're going to take a quarterback. Um, they didn't really make any other significant moves. The Eagles uh, didn't do anything. The Steelers really didn't do anything. Do you have any thoughts on the Jets, the Eagles, or the Steelers? No, I think um, we we all know the Jets are shifting gears, so it's going to be another rebuilding year. And, and the Eagles are, you know, again, in a division that anyone can win. Um, I, I think it's going to be a slow season for all of them, though. And the Steelers? Steelers, you know, they have a chance, but Ben Roethlisberger's kind of getting up there in age where he's – you know, he's only going to give you so much. So I, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble this year, too. All right. All right. So let's move on. The Seahawks didn't do anything much. Uh, they re signed Chris Carson, but I didn't see any other moves. That's not going to make Russell Wilson happy. I think Russell Wilson wanted them to make some moves to get him some offense. Um, you know, obviously they have some picks, they can, they can draft some people, but um, I, I don't see them. They're not. They weren't trying to make Russell Wilson happy. So, uh, what do you think about the Seahawks this year? Um, you know, the Seahawks. I, I think they're going to be getting towards the. Um, you know, they're they're going to be the odd man out in the division this year, possibly. You know, they're they're they're. I think they're getting a little behind in the race of the younger players are up and coming, and you know they're going to be in a rebuild mode soon if they can't you know, if they can't figure something out. Yeah, and they had a bad second half of the year after starting off uh, pretty hot. So um, they moved more to the run game away from letting Russ cook, as the cliche goes, and um, they they didn't have a lot of success with that formula. So um, I don't know what's going to happen ultimately there. But uh, the Bucks quickly, the, the Bucks are just running it back. They have 22 starters from the Super Bowl coming back to start uh, in game one of the 2021-2022 season. Uh, so what do you think about the Bucks? That um, that general manager figured out a way to keep that roster together. Yeah, so the Bucks not a lot of not a lot of moves. They didn't need to make moves. They they've got the team defensively. They've got a good team, and they've got Tom Brady. So let's move on to the Titans. Um, they got two defensive tackles. Uh, you know, presumably for pressure, getting to the quarterback. Their defense seemed to sort of fall apart in the second half. A lot of games that they should have won um, during the regular season, um, and teams got back in and they, you know, it, it was just a lot of overtime games and games that came down to the end. 
uh, with, uh, you know, so they needed a little bit of more pressure on the quarterbacks. I think they made the right decisions uh, getting a couple of uh, defensive tackles. What do you think about the Titans in the offseason? Um, I, I think they're, you know, they've got a solid team. Um, I think they're going to, you know, just try to improve, you know, the X's and O's of their football team and add those minor pieces that they did. And I think the draft, you know, they're going to build, you know, possibly look to start replacing a couple of those vets, but I think this team is solid and I think they're going to possibly make a run. I agree. The Washington football team, the only major move they made to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he's probably not their ideal starter, but it's nice to have him there. Um, I think he's played for 20 teams now. I don't know, maybe 25. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, He's going to be the starter there. I think they're going to. I think this team is going to move up in the draft and take a quarterback earlier than even where they're picking. And um, we'll get into that in the next segment. But uh, what do you think about Washington signing Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know he's. You know he's a solid, solid NFL player. He is extremely intelligent, and he knows part of his role of being on that team is. He's going to help mentor, you know, any quarterback in that quarterback room. And, you know, he, he's probably good for five or six wins a season. You know, if he's only playing seven or eight games for, you know, that's quite the feat. You know, even if he needs to come in on a three or four game stretch, you, you know, you'll probably be in, in decent sh- shape coming out of it. Um, but he, he's not going to be a 16-game starter for sure. But here's the question I have. Uh, a lot of people said that, you know, he wanted to be the starter in Miami. Obviously, the Dolphins wanted to go to Tua at some point. Tua struggled. They brought Fitzpatrick back in, and, he, you know, he talked about, you know, he wanted to be the starter, and not that he had anything against Tua, but he wanted to be the starter. If you're the Washington football team, how do you deal with this situation? Because presumably they're going to draft somebody uh, to be the starter uh, sooner rather than later, probably sometime in the next season. So uh, how do you deal with that? You know, Fitzpatrick comes in, he says he wants to be the starter. Um, you know, you bring a rookie in and, and obviously he, he, he can be helpful to the rookie, but what about the conflict there? Um, you, you know, he, he, he knows, he knows he's not that starter. So I just, uh, I don't see it as, you know, I, I don't see it. So I, I see Ryan Fitzpatrick is just a backup, and that's it. All right, let's move on. So there was two teams that I was kind of saving because uh, there's two teams we haven't talked about. Um, I think we have a lot to say about. I'm going to start with the Niners. Um, the big move that they made was to re-sign Trent Williams to a long-term deal. Obviously the right decision. You want that guy on your team for the rest of his career. Um, you know, they had a lot of injuries last year and a lot of COVID stuff. There's a lot of bad luck with that team. Um, are you, are you happy with what they've done in the off season? Uh, I think they have made every attempt to improve their roster. Uh, they may, I think they made the right moves. You know, they're clearly going after a quarterback and this, you know, they're basically letting Garoppolo know that, you know, he's a marked man. 
Um, so, you know, whoever Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have decided they're taking a quarterback, they're definitely taking a quarterback. They're, um, it's going to be all, you know, it's going to be full force ahead with that quarterback, that young quarterback. And I, I think they're, you know, Trent Williams, like you said, a, you know, a great football player and he is going to solidify everything. So he, you know, and that defense is going to get all those players back. I, I think they have a good chance this upcoming season. Yeah, the defense is good. Um, the playmakers, if they're healthy, that's good. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the quarterback situation. We'll talk about that when we get into the next segment with the draft. All right. Um, the last team to talk about is the Houston Texans. Uh, we talked a lot about Deshaun Watson last year and how the Texans weren't using him uh, right and they're wasting his career and he could be, you know, a Jet and uh, or whatever. Now it looks like, um, I mean, I'll throw this out there. It looks like he may be suspended uh, indefinitely, um, if not, um, you know, uh, jailed for alleged misconduct. Um, so if the Texans, which I assume is going to happen, if the Texans do not have Deshaun Watson, um, they made a lot of moves. They cut a lot of people. They signed a lot of no names. Um, but what do you think about the Texans? Uh, I mean, what is this just the worst franchise in the entire league, uh, right now? Yeah, they, I mean, they did a really good job last year of, of destroying anything they had. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy for, for them whatsoever. Um, you know, the, this is rebuild mode and they need to give, they need to give the new regime a lot of time to, to get, get this thing moving again. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a long season for Texans fans. They don't even have picks. So uh, Deshaun Watson, at the very least, he's going to be suspended for several games, if not the entire season. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it could be even worse than that. It looks like for him, um, there's a lot of allegations. So I, uh, like if if they don't have Deshaun Watson, they don't have these draft picks. They traded away basically all of their talent. I mean, I don't, I've ne- I don't think I've ever thought of uh, seeing a team in the last like twenty years or twenty five years that's worse than the Texan situation right now. Do you agree with me on that? You know, I would have to um, do my research to give you a, a perfect answer, but I would agree with you on the fly. All right, so we'll leave off on that. It's not a happy note. Um, Nobody's happy about anything there. But uh, let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll come right back. And I have my mock draft. I only did through the top 20 players. Um, If you have more than that, then I'll be happy to talk about that. But I do want to talk about uh, the draft, which is coming up in one week from tonight. So we'll come back right after this break, and we'll talk about that. is being called uh, a number of things the no combine draft 
uh, because there was no actual NFL combine. It's also being called the quarterback draft because there's expected to be five quarterbacks taken in probably the top 10 picks, maybe the top 12 picks, something like that. Five quarterbacks is a lot. Um, Before we talk about anything else, I wanted to mention some things. So uh, Dwayne Haskins was uh, – so these are some quarterbacks that were picked – in drafts in the in the previous years that didn't work out, Dwayne Haskins was picked unilaterally by Dan Snyder. Uh, that's never a good sign. The owner should never be making unilateral picks in the draft, and we saw how that worked out. Uh, Josh Rosen was picked tenth and uh, only lasted one year in Arizona. Is bouncing around. Uh, he's on the Niners now. I didn't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> and then. I thought this was interesting. So I was doing all my uh, research this week and I came across um, that in 2012, the year after uh, the Giants won the Super Bowl over the Patriots for the second time in 2012, in that draft, they were looking at Russell Wilson. Um, they wanted to, a lot of the guys that were scouting guys in the front office, they were really wanting to pick, Russell Wilson, because they, I guess they saw sort of, you know, maybe Eli needs to be replaced in the next few years. Um, they were overruled. They did not take Russell Wilson in that 2012 draft. In the number one pick, well, their first round pick, I should say, they took uh, David Wilson, who I've never heard of. Um, they took a running back named David Wilson. Um, their second pick that year was Ruben Randall. I have heard of him. He's a wide receiver, but um, not in the league anymore and didn't make much of an impact. Uh, so they could have gotten Russell Wilson um, probably in the third round that year, and um, they, they didn't do it. Uh, so so I, I say all this to uh, suggest that the, the teams make mistakes with quarterbacks whether that's in the first round or whether that's uh, several rounds later. Uh, I just wanted to point that out because this is going to be a QB heavy draft and there's obviously going to be some people very happy and there's going to be some people very, very frustrated and upset with their picks ultimately. So with that being said, uh, I, I thought the way we would go with this is I would just tell you who I thought was going to go in each uh, pick and if there's going to be a trade and all that. And then you could tell me what you thought was going to happen. Uh, sounds good? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. So, number one, uh, Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We don't need to talk about that too much. I think he's going to probably be pretty good right away, just like Joe Burrow. I think we're going to see that. Um you know, the, the team's not going to make the playoffs, but, you know, they're going to be good. Um, is, and then number two, Zach Wilson. This confuses me. I don't know much about Zach Wilson. I don't understand why um, the Jets are so enamored with him, but it looks like that's what everybody's saying is going to happen. Um, BYU doesn't play a lot of uh, tough competition. They, 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 they may play a couple of tough teams each year, but – um, I don't know how you could evaluate Zach Wilson as a great quarterback, but it is the Jets. So uh, are, do you disagree with anything so far? No, I'm right on board with you on those first two. So here's where it's going to get interesting. Uh, at number three, 
everybody's expecting San Francisco to take a quarterback. The only reason to jump up in this draft is to take a quarterback. I want to say I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying what I think they should do. So the prediction would be that they're going to take one of these quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, um, or possibly Trey Lance, uh, but unlikely. Um, I think they're going to – I think if they were doing this right, they'd be jumping up to take the best non-QB in the draft, Kyle Pitts, tight end. And if they got him at number three, just 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 bear with me. They have five quarterbacks on their uh, on their on their roster right now. Now those quarterbacks are Jimmy Garoppolo, who I think they should give another chance to, and he's obviously going to probably start the season if he's healthy. And you can say whatever you want after this. Uh, but then they have Nick Mullen still. Um, they have Josh Johnson, who used to be a quarterback for the Bucks. He's on the roster. They actually have uh, Nate Sudfeld, who, um, or is it Zach Sudfeld, uh, the, the former Eagles uh, quarterback who um, got a tra- uh, tryout there at the end of the season. Um, they also have, um, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time reading my writing. Um, they have another quarterback on the roster. Anyway, my point is that they have uh, five quarterbacks on their roster. Nick Mullins has proved he can be okay as a starter. Uh, maybe they're ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, but I feel like if Garoppolo is healthy, he could get the job done if you have that pick. Now, I, I am not predicting that they're going to take Kyle Pitts, but I think that if they if it was me, I would take that guy who, who could really transform your offense. We've talked about this before with Kyle Shanahan and his uh, his offense that they it's all about the playmakers, right? Getting the ball to the playmakers. They have tons of guys, um, and if they add one more weapon, uh, he doesn't have to play tight end. He can play wide receiver. He's six six. He's unbelievable athletic ability. Um, the currently the wide receivers for the 49ers, I looked this up on their roster. They have uh, Trent Taylor. Trent Sherfield. Uh, they have uh, Kevin White. They have a guy named River Crawcraft. Now, obviously, all these guys are going to get cut. They're probably not going to make the team. I'm just saying, if it were me, I'd be very seriously considering taking Kyle Pitts at number three. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't see. I don't see them taking Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is the biggest, you know, the biggest win for any team in this draft, but you don't, you don't move up and give up first round draft picks for, for a tight end. Um, You know, they, they've still got, you know, their, their offense intact and they've proved they can kind of plug in whoever they need to, to, um, to get, get it done. Um, George Kittle is their tight end of choice at the moment. And I think they can that they're going to definitely go quarterback. And this is the first place where we probably actually disagree because I see them picking Mac Jones with their third pick. All right. So just to, to harbor on this a little bit more, they do have uh, Ayuk and they do have Kittle. They do have Mostert. They have Debo Samuel. Jeff Wilson was actually pretty good. Uh, Jermichael Hasty was pretty good when he needed to be. Um, so it's not like they have a deficit at playmaker positions. It's just that I personally feel like 
they give Jimmy Garoppolo another chance. I feel like they could actually make the playoffs with Nick Mullins with those offensive weapons if they had Kyle Pitts there too. Um, that's just my feeling. So I, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that's how I would uh, do this draft if I was a 49ers. Because you can't – here's the thing. Yes, they probably moved up to take a quarterback, but you can't get Kyle Pitts past, like uh, the fourth or fifth pick, maybe the sixth pick at the most. So uh, if you're going to move up, you could you could move up for that reason. All right, so let's say they take Kyle Pitts or they take uh, Mac Jones in your case. Uh, number four, I have um, Washington. I have the football team moving up uh, to take Justin Fields, swapping with Atlanta. You know, I see, I see um, Atlanta moving out of this spot. You know, I think if they get an overwhelming offer for the four spot, you know, they'll they'll decide that um, Kyle Pitts is worth passing on meaning they're going to, you know, gain multiple first-round picks. Um, and I see a team getting trigger-happy on draft night to jump ahead of ahead of the Broncos so they can get a uh, pick a quarterback. Yeah, so we agree on that. Um, I think it's going to be Washington, but, it, you know, it could be New England. It could be somebody else who needs a quarterback uh, jumping up there. Um, Denver, perhaps. We'll talk about them in a second. All right, so um, – the number uh, five pick, uh, Cincinnati, um, I got them taking Penny Sewell, who uh, is going to be an offensive tackle for the next you know, decade. Uh, I think that that's what Joe Burrow needs is help on the offensive line. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think if they don't draft this, um, if they don't draft Penny, you know, Joe Burrow ought to march into the GM's office and ask them exactly what they're trying to achieve over the next four or five years. And, and, you know, he'd be rightfully mad. Yeah. So the other, the other pick that I'm seeing thrown around for that spot is uh, for them to take Jamar chase to reunite them. uh, LSU players um, from 2019. Um, so that's obviously possible that they take a wide receiver, but I think that likely number six, Jamar Chase goes to Miami. What do you think? Yeah, I um, I, I see Miami being movers again. I, I see them moving out of this spot. You know, this may be a, also the spot where um, Washington, the Washington football team moves into or, or um, the Patriots with an extremely aggressive move to get ahead of um, Denver. And I, I see them. Um, so I see something happen in that pick right there. All right. So we disagree on, on six. Uh, so at seven, we're going to disagree on this one. I have New England moving up, trading with Detroit to get uh, that spot and taking Mac Jones at that point. So at this point, we have uh, Mac Jones either going third or maybe going seventh or sixth. What do you think is going to happen at that seventh spot? You, you know, it's just – it's going to be a hot commodity. Um, there's a lot of teams, like we said, are going big this year at quarterback. And, by the way, do you know what that sound means? Sif surprise. A Sif surprise, that's right. So, speaking of um, drafting number one, we've obviously had the quiz before about 
who was the last number one quarterback drafted overall to win a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. We debated if it was Eli Manning or not. We decided it was Peyton Manning. However, how many teams have never had a first-round number one overall draft pick? How many teams in the history of football have never had a number one pick? In the common draft era. So we're talking like 40 years. Yes. Okay. Um, How many teams have never had a number one overall pick? This is a tough one. It's very tough. In fact, the answer is five. (laughs) Seattle, Atlanta, Denver, Baltimore, and Jacksonville. This is the first time they're picking first overall, so we can scratch them off the list. Yeah, so that I, I would have done a lot of uh, thinking to figure out that. Yeah, yeah so of that, course. So that's, that's one of my random surprises. So uh, another part of this surprise is how just – is this going to be the new era in the draft where the quarterbacks are just – people are going to wheel and deal to get to the top of the draft board where they see where they can slide in to grab a quarterback that they may want. Is this going to become the new normal, or is this year just an anomaly because there's four or five quarterbacks that possibly could be a big playmakers, and we're not even talking about the one that I think is going to have the biggest upside in in the NFL draft, and that's Kyle Trask. Yeah, um, so I think this is a unique draft in that a lot of people are predicting five quarterbacks in the top ten. That's not very common. And certainly not recently. Um, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of drafts with uh, three guys going in the top ten, or two guys going in the top five, or whatever. But but to have five that likely will go in the top ten or so, will that would be unlike. I I don't think that that's the trend going forward. I just think this year there's a lot of need in the NFL side, and there happens to be some prospects that they like but i also come back to there's no combine so um you know these this is more they're taking chances here more than i think uh they have in previous drafts just my opinion uh all right let's move on so number eight i have carolina Uh, a lot of people have them moving out of this spot i think they're gonna stay there and take micah parsons linebacker from penn state i think they could use some help on the defense it's very very Young, good uh, at times, but um, inexperienced, and they need they need talent on that side of the ball. So that's what I have at number eight. You know, I um, I agree with you. You know, they may they may try to trade out of that. You know, they may want to pick up a little bit of draft capital, but they they definitely need help on that defense defensive side. Um, they're going to be stuck behind Tampa Bay this year, but they. You know, maybe they can catch a a seven to nine, eight and eight wild card spot. So, you know, maybe it's looking up for Carolina. All right, so let's move on. Number nine, I have a Trey Lance going. Uh, Denver picking Trey Lance as their quarterback. Um, he's the least experienced of the quarterbacks that will likely go um, in the first round. Um, but I think you. QB wise, I think Denver is ready to move on, at least have a competition. I mean, if you're going to draft that high, 
you're expecting Trey Lance to take the job, but um, I think they're ready to to at least give competition to Drew Locke. I do, but I personally feel that Trey Lance, um, I think Kyle Trask is a better prospect than Trey Lance is, and, and teams are sleeping on Kyle Trask. And with his um, – he, he has pretty good arm strength in, in Denver. That can go a long way. No doubt. All right, so I've got number 10. Uh, I've got Patrick Sertain, the third. He is, uh, you know, the defensive back from Alabama. There's a lot of Alabama picks here. I think Dallas is going to take Patrick Sertain. They need him. They need, uh, they need help on defense. Yeah, um, I I'm kind of agree with you. I'm not so deep in my mock draft to begin with, um, but the Cowboys can always use more defensive power as long as they can keep Jerry Jones away from doing something silly and trying to go after another wide receiver. Yeah, exactly, because um, there's some wide receivers that are going to be on the board uh, that uh, I Jerry Jones is if he just jumps down unilaterally takes a pick, he's probably going to pick one of these guys. But number 11, I have uh, Rashawn Slater from uh, Northwestern going to the Giants, an offensive tackle. They need, uh, they need line help. Everybody needs line help pretty much. Uh, there's, there are few, very few teams who would say they don't need help on the offensive line. So uh, this is a pretty good draft for offensive linemen and uh, Rashawn Slater, I think going to the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, you know, if your best player avail, if you know you don't need a skill position, and there's not one of those guys up there, you should definitely be taking offensive linemen. These these guys are usually few and far between, and the ones that are really good are really really good. And then there's a lot that are just mediocre. And getting those guys that can play left tackle on that left side, you know, that's a that's a big thing in the NFL. So for for the twelfth pick, um, Philadelphia, they are uh, very very thin at the wide receiver position. They have been for a couple of years. I have uh, I have Philadelphia taking Devonta Smith, wide receiver from Alabama, with the twelfth pick. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to go defense here. They just need too much. They they need a lot of help, and there's going to be a lot of. A lot of good players on the on the board. Um, you know, you, you have a cornerback helping J.C. Horn or, you know, some, something like that. Someone off, you know, a rusher. They, they just need a lot of help on defense, and I see that's kind of where they're going to go. But who are their starting wide receivers? Can you name any of them? Well, drafting a rookie in the first round helped that? Well, I mean, Dallas and – and uh, and Cincinnati had some. I mean, and Minnesota had some luck with wide receivers in the first round. I I'm not uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. They need help all over the place. But like, I think their only wide receiver that I can name is Greg Ward. So um, I, I I think they need some help there more than maybe other spots. Uh, our, all right. So 13. I, I have uh, the LA Chargers taking Christian Derisaw. Um. Offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Um, they obviously want to protect Justin Herbert, and um, they need to do that. So I think that's a good move. What do you think the Chargers should do? You know, they're 
That's definitely a great move. I don't think they trade, you know, they're, they're going to pick offensive linemen and they're going to go with who's ever the best one on the board still. You know, they've got their wish list of those top couple of names just in case, you know, something crazy happens or maybe the right trade comes across the board, but they're going to go offensive linemen for sure. They got to get Justin Herbert some help. All right, so we agree there. Number 14, uh, I've got Minnesota taking an edge rusher from Miami named Jalen Phillips. I think that the the Vikings could use some help there. I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking about the Vikings. No, you know, they need somebody to try to get off air to get off on Aaron Rodgers, but he um you know, he he's going to be a solid player. And then um this is a trade uh 15 uh New England I had them trading with Detroit, so Detroit down to a 15 and taking Jalen Waddle, another Alabama wide receiver. Um they need wide receivers because um uh, they don't have any uh, so I think that that's going to be the best player available for them, and that's the best position available that they need. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I think you're um, I think you're right on right on key there with Detroit. It obviously depends on if they make the trade or not. Uh, all right, sixteen. You met, you mentioned J.C. Horn, um, South Carolina uh, defensive back. They need somebody to replace Patrick Peterson, and I don't know if anybody can replace him right away, but um, I think that J.C. Horn goes here to Arizona um, because they do need the help on the backside of uh, the defense. So I'm going with J.C. Horn here at the 16th pick. Yeah, that offense seems to be be going the right direction and – you know, possibly picking best player available at this moment on defense is going to be their best move, and and it looks like it may could possibly be J.C. Horn. And J.C. Horn might be gone, but if he's available, I think they take him. All right, 17, because the Raiders seem to always do weird things, um, I've got them taking wide receiver Terrace Marshall from LSU. Uh, had a lot of success there um, when Joe Burrow was the quarterback. He's not a guy that's projected to be this early, but I think they're going to take a wide receiver. Um, and I think I'm just going to take a guess. It's going to be Terrace Marshall. Uh, so that's my my pick for the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. But what do you think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to do here? Well, <laughs> yes, once again, here's another SIF surprise. Ooh. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my wife has lost it, <laughs> and so if I, I apologize, as as these are all surprises. And no, it's okay. You, we save it for the podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> as as history of the Sift podcast remembers. We told the story about how Larry Johnson was once the number one overall pick in a fantasy football draft. Yeah, like three years after he was worth the number one pick, yeah. Yes. So, my question to you, what was the worst pick? The Oakland Raiders then picking Jamarcus Russell or Fear Bobo then picking Larry Johnson? Ooh, wow. Um. I actually have to go with Fear Bobo because I don't think the Raiders 
could have anticipated how bad Jamarcus Russell was going to be. Whereas Fear Bobo definitely should have been able to know that uh, Larry Johnson was not worth the number one pick. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Fear Bobo, Larry Johnson. Uh, three years later than he should have taken him in the first round. Okay. And uh, along with you, I believe the Raiders always do goofy things in the draft. John Gruden just will, will not spend his first round draft pick on a, um, on a defensive player. He just, right. he he's John Gruden. He just won't do it. He'll probably draft a quarterback and just piss everybody off, but that's John Gruden. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, so for 18, I have uh, Miami has another pick. They're going to take – I think they're going to take, if he's still available, the offensive tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC to protect Tua. I think, um, you know, they get a skill position guy early, and then later in the first round they get an offensive tackle. Yeah, um, I think they're going to be moving on draft days, so what, what picks they end up with where – um, you know, they've got their holes. Like you said, they they definitely want to get an offensive lineman and they, they probably want to pick a good defensive player somewhere, maybe on the edge, you know, they need a little bit of corner help, I believe. So they, I think they're going to do whatever they can do to, um, finagle the best, best player available when, when their window is open. That being said, obviously this is a what if, but, if Penny Sewell is there at six, they're probably going to take him and then worry about skill positions later. Um, all right, unless so- um, unless they get an over, they'll they'll probably wait. But unless they get an overwhelming offer, then yeah, I, I see them taking him at six. See, I I, I can see them, you know, giving into an offer, but they accumulated these picks for a reason. I think it's because they want to get a bunch of dudes in the draft you know what I mean so the way I feel about it is that they're gonna take unless they get something incredible like the Patriots want to give them all their picks or something you know uh for the number six uh I I think they're gonna stick with where they are um so all right so I've got just two more picks on my board I'm not gonna go through all 32 teams I've got 19 Atlanta with their trade from Washington uh Quiddy Pay, uh the edge rusher from Michigan and then number 20, I've got Tevin Jenkins. I've got Chicago taking an offensive lineman, offensive tackle, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, because he's going to be the best offensive play, offensive lineman left on the board, and Chicago needs all the help they can get uh, to protect Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they're, you know, they're, they're going to put together some, some players, but they're – they're going to be a little behind. Um, they, but they do need to try to support Andy Dalton because he's 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 not going to be the type of quarterback that's going to make a lot of players better. They may need to surround him with better players and hope for the best. Okay, so just to remind everybody, um, I owe you a Tuscan dinner, and I'm going to make good on that this uh, this summer sometime. Okay. Um, I also, um, I think I lost another competition that was like, uh, what do we put, five or ten on uh, who would make the Super Bowl. And you had uh, Casey and San Francisco a rematch, and I had uh, 
New Orleans and uh, uh, the Ravens. And so you did better uh, on that. So I owe you a couple things from this past season. Um, any reflections you have on uh, this past season or this uh, this podcast tonight? Nope, but that is a surprise one Ooh. more time. This one, this one is the the Sifts super super surprise silly Super Bowl prediction. All right. My question to you right now is: Predict who is going to be playing in and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so usually we do this in the preseason. Um, by usually, I mean we did this last year. Um, but I am looking at you know the moves that everybody's made and uh, what could potentially be a surprise. I'm going to cut you off at the knees, and I'm going to say the 49ers represent uh, the NFC this year in the Super Bowl. And? And in the AFC, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. You know, I we are 50% correct on that bet. On that um, prediction, I predict the San Francisco 49ers to make the Super Bowl, and I am predicting they will be playing the Tennessee football Titans. Wow. All right. Um, so uh, this is uh, so this Super Bowl um, is going. So the starting quarterback for uh, the the Tennessee Titans is. That's a great question. And the starting quarterback for the 49ers is? That's a great question. <laughs> that could be in a very interesting Super Bowl. I got to say, that's, that's going to be very interesting if that happens. All right. Yes. Uh, any last thoughts? Uh, we, we had a great episode. Um, we're going to do another one next week. Uh, I want to do this after the draft, if you're able to do that. Um, okay. So the draft uh, start, well, you know, it won't be after the draft totally, but after the first round of the draft, maybe Friday if possible um, or Saturday, if we have to do it that way, whatever day you're available. Um, but uh, so we're going to do a couple more of these, but um, any last thoughts on this uh, podcast tonight? No, but it is approximately 7,125 hours from our, to see if our prediction on the Super Bowl is correct. Well, I'll set, <laughs> set my timer. All right. Uh, well then for the mayor, I will say uh, thank you for listening. Have a good night and we will talk to you next week. Bye. All right, there you have it. Uh, places where the mayor and I disagree on uh, some of the mock draft ideas. Uh, tune into the draft next Thursday, sorry, next Thursday night, and uh, we will do a draft recap at some point uh, in the next week. So please stay tuned for that, and we will talk to you then. <laughs>